0: Welcome to Homegrown the Series. I'm your host, Emmanuel Davis. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with veteran and creator of Deion Chicago's dream, Deion Dawson. Deion, welcome to Homegrown the Series.
1: What's going on, man? How you doing?
0: I'm well you, man. It's, it's, it's a nice, cool evening.
1: Definitely, definitely, man. Like, look, I can't complain, man. I can't complain at all.
0: Um, first things first, I want to give you a double thank you for your service in the Englewood community, but also serving this country. So thank you and thank you.
1: Appreciate it, appreciate
0: it, appreciate it. Um, before we get into the world of philanthropy and all that you have accomplished in these last couple of years, I want to talk to young Dion. Can you share some of your fondest memories from Manor Park?
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's funny because now that I get older, my fondest memories are like, you know, it's, it's a mix. Of course you have some experiences, but like it's, it's the struggle. Like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite now where it's like, I appreciate those, those, you know, defining moments. So, you know, the standing on the bus stops, the, you know, going to school and somebody else clothes, uh, you know, I don't know, like for, for me, like just being able to, you know, be myself, being the youngest of four boys and, never you know us being homeless so we stay with other people so when i was around my brothers you know it was a premium you know what i mean and to still have my brothers to this day and you know still even though i am a leader i've always felt like that but you know my fondest memories is just you know day-to-day living and and being hyper aware like i'm i've always been you know aware of a moment and so you know just you know growing up you know learning how to fry people You know what I mean? Knowing that I was, you know, homeless, but you know, when you're in the fire, it don't matter. You know what I mean? So, you know, you know, as old school say playing the dozen. So like, I, I, man, like just, I don't know, like I'm, I'm just, you know, Inglewood and I'm, I'm Chicago, I'm Southside. I, I just, I don't know, like, it's just me. You know, like, yeah. especially after being in the military, you know what I mean? You really realize what makes, you know, you Chicago, what makes you, you um makes you, you know, uh, New York or makes you Baltimore, you know yeah. what I mean? Or New Orleans. Like, I have guys and, and girls that are of, you know, those, those places. And so, you know, I'm just Chicago, man.
0: How have you, and that's a very, very true statement. Uh, when you go out of town, people see, like, oh, I'm from Chicago. I can tell. Yeah, it's just the yeah. way we carry ourselves. Definitely, uh, it's, it's something that you just can't pinpoint. You'd be like, I can tell you from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. so being that you're from Chicago, being that you're a native son of Englewood, how have you seen like many neighborhoods on the South Side have changed? How have you seen Englewood change? And has it been for the better or is it more the, in the middle? Uh, honestly, it's
1: it's. Neither. You know, I think, okay. you know, for me, when you look at it, I think your reference point, you know, decides how you look at something. And so for me, you know, it's just a, a, a evolution of everything. You know what I mean? You look mm. at this generation, you look at the technological evolution, you look at the physical evolution, you look at the political evolution, the socioeconomic, you know, evolution the, you know, health, uh, you know, effects that, that are, you know, taking place because of the pandemic. And I just think that it's just, you know, about, you know, this generation becoming its own. And so, you know, it's neither bad nor good because I see good and all, you know I I think, especially when we're talking about philanthropy or, you know, just talking about being a, a leader in the community, you have to have a certain love and, and appreciation for all, you know, what I, mean? I think that has to be something that get, we get back to making that a prerequisite of being mm-hmm. a leader that you have to, you know, love unconditionally. And So for me, it's just, you know, Inglewood has, has changed but stayed the same. You know what I mean? It's, the, it's, it's you know, we evolved, but, you know, there's still the, the lack of opportunity. But, you know, there's still the resiliency. There's still the hard work. You know, there's still the, you know, food deserts, but there's also still, you know, media personalities that that come out of the South Side. There's, you know, athletes that come out of the South Side. There's smart, you know, amazing young people that are coming out of the South Side. So it's just, you know, the same as everyone else. We're just trying to survive.
0: Well, you definitely uh, showed time and time again how you always stepped up to the plate and showed that you were smart, even with everything that was going on. In your personal life, you were about tutoring at Window Homes, and then you moved on. Um, I don't know too much about the high school end of it, but what was your mindset when you were in school to continue to be a, a, a role model student to continue to excel in your uh, schools? I mean, your so, studies.
1: So, I mean, I would honestly, you know credit my friends in, 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 you know, grammar school. Uh, and because, you know, they were cognizant of what was going on in my personal life. They weren't, they were aware and they, they kept me preoccupied with, you know, other stuff and they, they kind of protected me and, uh, and, and, you know, my friends, you know, to this day, you know, I always thank them. Uh, still to this day, you know Antoine, Mark, Paris, you know uh, Troy, Ron, you know a lot of different people who allowed me to be me. You know what I mean. And so for for school, it wasn't about being a model student. I mm-hmm. felt like I was, you know, equal to everybody else. Okay. And me feeling like an equal allowed me to believe that I could be a dog. You know what I mean? Like you, you know what I mean. So because of that, it wasn't a a, a behind, you know the the scene's you know redemption story it was more of like okay i felt like when you know nine o'clock hit in the morning i had a fair shot and Mm -hmm. you know between the 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 lines is where i'm where i'm dangerous it's like okay you can give somebody else twenty dollars you give me twenty dollars i'm gonna try to show you you know what could be done and so that's that's what school was for me it was a chance to show that it didn't matter what happened before nine you know what i mean But, but when it was time to to prove that that I knew who I was. I I I never backed down. I said, man, like I'm I'm him. I can do this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and, and from there, there's just, just been something that I've always been able to keep with me.
0: And you took that with you when you joined the Navy.
1: Definitely. I mean, I um high school was rough because, you know, that is where you're more cognizant of of the the financial disparities between each family and each school as a okay. a, a family. Or as a young guy who's living with other people, you know, I went to a school, you know, started at Curie, graduated at Gage Park where Curie didn't have a uniform, you know, in the in the, the, the early 2000s, that's rough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but um, in spite of, I, you know, still be um, going to Gage Park my last year, still graduating. And then when I went to the military, it was just out of, you know, after graduating I went to Chicago state, you know, I didn't know about college. I didn't, you know, me as a smart guy, I didn't know about college, know about, you know, HBCUs and things like that. I just, I was just trying to survive through high school. And so, you know, here I am graduating high school and I go to Chicago state and it was just, it was so wildly uncomfortable because I didn't have anybody, you know, there to, to assist me with that transition. And okay. so, you know, I was shook the first time I went, I, I, I left after three days, you know what I mean? I'll go into a, a communications class with all seniors and they're like calling the professor by the first name and everybody in there in house shoes and they know each other by name. And it just, it was such a culture shock for me. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Nah. So I, I went to, you know, the, the recruiter's office and the, the Marine's, army and navy was right there i wasn't going to do marine so i decided i said it's either between army or navy and the army office is closed for lunch went went into the navy office uh Mm -hmm. told them i'll go as long as i could talk ended up being um coded as a mass communication specialist and you know the rest was history you know what i mean and so you know i credit the navy with being able to you know know how to tell my story and know how to you know i learned journalism photojournalism photography web design uh public relations, you know, internal external communication. And so that is the 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 foundation that I've been I've had as the market went in that direction.
0: Yeah. But can I brag on you for a
1: second? Oh right, yeah, talk to me.
0: Because you were awarded one of the Navy's highest communication honors in the Russell ignored uh Media Award. Yes
1: yeah, so Can I'm you r- talk
0: r- about r- that feeling that was it an accomplishment? Was that on oh, the no. list of things that you wanted to achieve or
1: um I, I First of all, definitely, because when okay. I found out that that was the pinnacle of our rate of our job in the military, you know, I told my chief, I remember, you know, the year before I won, I actually got second place and mm. it drove me crazy. It drove me crazy. And uh, my chief walked in there, uh, Chief Nance, and he looked at me and he said, um, if you're not first, you're last and walked out. And, and <laughs> no, 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 hold on. Hold on I'll, I'll tell you this. He knew that I wasn't operating at peak efficiency. Okay. You know what I mean. I because I was the best on my ship, you know, at journalism and at writing. That didn't mean anything. This is a navy-wide award, and so now it's about competing to be the best version of myself. You know what I mean. And not just looking at what's around me. And that mm-hmm. allowed me to really turn it up a notch. You know what I mean. Yeah. And, I, and 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 the next year, I uh, I won a uh, Russell Agner uh, Navy Media Award, and actually what's bigger than that is the thomas jefferson award that i won um i didn't know that uh when you when you place first place in a russell egner award you're immediately um put up with first place in every other branch and so oh, the thomas jefferson award okay. was actually was actually dod wide and i won that congratulations man yeah, appreciate it
0: but so I don't know the the chain of events, but you had a realization when you were in the Red Sea one night. Yeah. yeah can sure. you explain to me your mental health and what actually happened?
1: Yeah, so when you're, when you're deployed, you're, you know, we, we say in the Navy, the skin of the ship. So the skin of the ship is just being inside the ship, okay. especially if you don't have a job that's like directly on the flight deck or, you know, as far as navigation. And so on our aircraft carrier, you know, you can be inside the skin of the ship for days at a time and so you know if you get a little rest as your chief will tell you you know hey go get some air you know what yeah. i mean and so that at night after being told to get some air i go out there and i have a panic attack it was the first time i've ever been anywhere and i looked around i saw nothing okay the scariest moment you know of my life but the thing that eased my mind was thinking about inglewood you know what I mean? Here I am, you know, on the other side of the world, and so you know that just always something that you know stuck with me. Is always being proud of being able to to be from Inglewood and do something, and know that no matter what, like I'm gonna go back. It never was a, a a doubt in my mind. I never thought that I would you know do get this job and then get out the Navy and go somewhere. Else. No, like I, it was always in the cards to come back to Inglewood.
0: Okay, that's that's a very real authentic and just an incredible to have that hindsight to be like, okay, I'm all the way over here, but my heart is still in my community. Um and when you came back, did you immediately want to go and focus on Inglewood or were you no, trying I, to get I,
1: I was it was actually the roughest uh time of my life. Like it's funny because um you know That's where, you know, my marriage, you know, struggled. I didn't know what being married outside of the military was. Uh, It was, it was learning to, to transition when the trans, the way that transition, transitioning out of the Navy or the military, is not really set up for people of color. Okay. You know what I mean? And so it's a little different, you know what I mean? And so of course we're fighting for those, you know, the, to, to, to equal out, you know, all of the transitions in different, industries but you know for me you know it got to the point where you know at, as i was trying to figure everything out i was living in my car after the date. you know what i mean wow. and so you know that that's humbling for sure but, but you know i've never approached my life as if i'm better than anything or anybody and so because of me you know that that humbleness is what saved me and so, you know, I never, you know, thought I was too good to be down, but I just know that I've never been normal. You know what I mean? I've never, you know, I, I've always felt that, that, you know, I was meant to be something special. And so from that moment, you know, I just decided, you know, after going through all of that and figuring out, you know, my marriage and things like that, it, the, the, the tipping point was in 2017, you know, I got out of 2015, 2017 is when um, I found out that my mom had kidney cancer. Mm-hmm. And for, for me, I just knew that when I told her we were going to fight, I, she knows me, you know, every parent, but not just parents, you know what I mean? Like, like when you have a special connection with somebody, you know, if what they're telling you, they, be, you know, they believe it. And so I just didn't want to look at my mom and, and tell her to fight. And I was, I wasn't fighting with her. Yeah. And so at that moment, I just decided that everything before this moment didn't matter. And from there, I left everything where it was. I just decided to build my life, you know, in a way that I wanted it it to be. And, you know, my mom, you know, she beat kidney cancer. And, you know, from there, you know, it just started, you know, building my life back up into, you know, what I, being the man and being the leader that I know I could be.
0: Do you feel like um, the adversity that you may have faced, and it seems like it didn't, Normally people, when they deal with adversity, it beats them down. But you continue to rise in your school, in your studies, in the Navy. Do you feel like those unique experiences molded you into this man right here?
1: I mean, even if I didn't feel like that, I think that it, it was necessary. Okay. But for me, um, you know, in, in the time, it didn't feel like that. The Navy was a struggle because I, didn't, I was a square peg in a round hole. You know what I mean, but I still, you know, had my moment where I understood when you know sometimes you got to just work your butt off, for sure. And and it, I just I just always felt as if I don't have to do what everybody else does to be me. You know what I mean? And and you know now more than more than anything, I'm just comfortable with being myself, and I'm comfortable okay. with being in the moment, and I'm comfortable with my past. I don't have to know why something happened to be at peace with it you know what i mean So because of it um it was necessary to create the man i am today and because of that i'm just thankful that you know i'm here and i i can you know articulate how it not only affected me but it motivated me to be the man i am now
0: that was a real answer appreciate that (laughs) Uh, no you always one thing that i did notice in researching for this and for this conversation you are authentic of course. and it shows through and through a lot of people put up a facade of something and no, when you see you, when you talk to you, you're Dion.
1: Yeah. I, I tell myself, um, it's two things, uh, that kind of guide me in my approach. Number one is, uh, I, I told myself I would never allow my purpose to be a prison. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and that's important because, you know, I, you know, there is not, you know, all the good and the bad. No, it's just, you know, me. You know, and this is my lived experience, and nobody can argue my lived experience.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, the other thing is, you know, my favorite J. Cole lyric, you know, when he said, "Uh, I'm I am a man of the people, not above but equal, and for the greater good, I'll walk amongst the evil." You know what I mean? I'm I'm no better than anybody, and and you know, I try to make sure that everything that I do is is always you know, centered around, you know, making the living experience better for, for everybody else. And as long as I do that, then, you know, I'll never be too high where I can't be humbled. And I'll never be too low where I can't be pulled up. You know what I mean? It's right. about staying even-keeled.
0: You you also mentioned, and you somewhat hinted at this, you're on a mission to so that nobody feels unseen or unheard. Of course. Um, that's the
1: scariest thing in the world. That's the you know, to, to, to scream to scream is, is equal parts of expression mm-hmm. and you believing that is being perceived by another party. Okay. And, and when it comes to, to, to feeling unheard, it's a scary, empty feeling. And I, you know, me feeling that before, I don't ever want anybody to feel that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want people to feel as if their words or their spirit does not matter because, you know, everybody matters. Correct. And so, you know, feeling unseen or feeling unheard is just, you know, something that goes directly against the very thought of living. You know, yeah. we're living, you know, breathing, moving beings. And if you feel as though the opposite of that, that's just a scary feeling that I, I don't want anybody to feel. And so if I can do anything to help that, then I, then I will do it.
0: And was that one of the many driving forces behind your creation of Dion Chicago's dream?
1: I just, you know, initially when I was approached and, you know, somebody asked me what I'm doing for Juneteenth last year, it just started off as, you know, me holding myself accountable to 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 do something and lead but also you know having the audacity to just dream and believe i don't doubt myself i don't doubt any move i don't doubt any event i don't doubt any programming there's no i like there's no nothing in me that that doesn't believe and so because of that when somebody else is spending time doubling back or mulling a decision i'm off to the races yeah, you know I mean, like that's just it. And so, you know, when it comes to to this organization, I just there's so many different factors. Even just looking at the the, the philanthropic landscape and seeing the 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 disparity in and how they're built and how they're ma- maintained and how they're how they're not built to thrive. Yeah, and so you know, for me, I just said no. You know, I mean, I I was challenged early on. You know. It's, people some people ask me what makes me think i could lead an organization and you know yeah honestly but you know what the 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 thing about it is that you know i i represent uh 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 not a, a a part of society but like a part of everybody because everybody's had that moment where they felt they didn't matter and the one thing that they wish they could have had was somebody just tell them that they love somebody Mm -hmm. to tell them that they matter to tell them that you're doing a great job and it's so it's so easy to get caught up in 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 being a hashtag but not owning it you know what I mean but going in that space and really being you and making sure that you are protecting black women that you are protecting children that you are talking about the youth and understanding that everybody's just trying to be the best version of themselves that they know themselves to be and so for me I'm no better than the youth you know what I mean I just hope that, you know, they're alive long enough to, you know, write that ship, you know what I mean, if they make a mistake, and if I can help them in any way, or if anybody else can help them, then we can do it. And so, you know, this, this organization is, you know, and I tell, I call it, you know, you know, our network is a dream team, and we're all dream teamers, you know what I mean, like the dream team is everybody. It's not yes. just about giving money. It's not just about volunteering, which I don't like. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's about, you know, just a, a, a central theme or belief that everybody can, like, attach to and just kind of be that driving force to knowing that better can happen.
0: Absolutely. That, um, you talk about momentum and perspective. You, you, you have a story about being on a beach and everybody playing their part. And you said yeah. you were made, you were created to create you and your dream team, create the sandcastle. Yeah. yeah. And that really resonated with me because I being a Chicagoan, I get truly irritated when you see money allocated to this. And that when, you know, they got rid of that Dominics on 71st, when you know, that they got rid of that jewel on 79th, that, you know, that Inglewood finally, Got some kind of quality grocery store.
1: But but you're also wrong though, because you're 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 allowing negativity to fuel your perspective. And so I I understand all of that, but you know, again, who are we to, you know, we don't understand every aspect of why it's gone. They didn't take it per se. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's always the ambiguity when it comes to the they. Yeah. I mean, and not to mention, maybe we're not meant to understand it. You know what I mean? It takes too much bandwidth for you to try to understand it when, just like you're talking about those resources being allocated, well, let's talk about your bandwidth being allocated to something that you can't solve why go back and, and spend 20% of your bandwidth on a decision that's already final and in, in the history books, when you can turn around and use that 20 to figure out how you can make it so that you know you can you can soften some of that blow that's there. you know what I mean? And so right. for me, you know we do have uh, a Whole Foods, but the Whole Foods doesn't you know totally match the palette you know of the neighborhood. It doesn't match Inglewood being in the bottom 10% percent of median incomes in in Chicago you know what i mean and so you know of course it's there you know what i mean and i'm not knocking it or saying that it's not a great thing but i also know that you know we who am i to choose what people want you yeah. know when it when it comes to philanthropy there's this 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 underlying arrogance of oh well they need this and they should get that
0: mm-hmm. ah,
1: ah, who are you to tell somebody what they deserve the only thing we can True. do is try to at best give them the option and if they don't choose it we still love them that's why we focus on food insecurity and not hunger hunger is a feeling that you fight yeah. with anything food insecurity is consistent healthy choice so even if they don't take it we give them that choice
0: yeah now that you you're, you're challenging and that's good because it furthers the conversation and furthers the dialogue but that person that asked you why would you start this what makes what what makes you a leader that answer that you just gave me answers that
1: I mean yeah but I will tell you I'll make maybe you know further down the line uh it was a pretty notable person in, in Chicago that, oh that, uh, yeah but uh when I stop
0: recording we could talk.
1: yeah we, we we yeah but 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 the the good thing is is that um they 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 didn't know me you mm-hmm. know and and you you never want to assume anything bad. I just walk around with a assumption that all people are innately good and just yeah. trying to survive. You don't wake up as, you know, a gangbanger and say, oh, I'm going to shoot five people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it, it's like, sometimes the situation gets away from you. And so for mm-hmm. me, I think everybody is just good and trying to survive. And for me, I can hope, I, I hope that interacting with, you know, me and my spirit and my team and my movement and my organization and, and my love, will you know stick with it. and that's all it's about
0: you're a leader man every every in every definition of the word you are a leader uh and just you your response those last two responses kind of shook me at the core about protecting black women don't talk about it be about it. of course like anybody can put up a hashtag anybody can point the finger and even i was going to ask about the positive and negative effects of the media covering inglewood and i don't and, even care I
1: don't even right care. And,
0: and that's I, the thing i'm out i'm an outsider and you're an insider you
1: know? so no no it's not it's, it's not about don't 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 look at it like that you have to make sure that the constructs that that you use to frame your perspective is not furthering you know division for for me
0: yeah
1: i decide to tell the story every day i can't wait for somebody to tell the story Yeah. So anything that they highlight, the 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 highlight for me is not in in the people that highlight the work. Mm -hmm. Highlight is the work. Yeah. So you know when it comes to Englewood, why are we always mentioning, if you notice, if you in in any interview, I don't mention the bad. Correct. Why even on your social media you don't? Why do we have to preface good with bad? It, it makes no sense. So for me, it's like, oh, well, you know, Inglewood is always known for this. What about this? Well, now you have them thinking about what it's known for. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it. it I mean, there's violence everywhere. For sure. But it's just different because the Gold Coast don't highlight their violence when actually the Gold Coast averages more robberies than any neighborhoods, you know, than, than many of the, the, the you know, the, the black and brown communities. They don't mm. highlight it. They highlight the shopping district, you know, they highlight the tourism. They don't highlight that you're more, more, more likely to get robbed, you know, in the Gold Coast than you are in Englewood, you know what I mean? And so because of that, it's about understanding what we choose to highlight. And I just will not, you know, preface, you know, good. I will not preface love with, you know, the opposite. It makes no sense to It's like saying like, man, you know, instead of being known for my ex-wife, look at my wife. It's like, what? What? (laughs) What? What are we doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because even your ex-wife will be somebody else's wife. You know what I mean? You have to respect the, the perspective and the reference point. You know what I mean? Where did this
0: attitude come from?
1: I think, honestly, it's just about Allowing myself to be, understand that I'm not perfect, understand okay. that, I, that I that I there are things that I don't know, but just trying to be better, and interacting with you know individuals, interacting with you know uh, education, with lived experience, and my, requiring myself to be better. It is it is imperative that as a community leader, if you look at me last year, you look at me now, that I be better. And so it, it it should come across. And if you see an interview and then you hear me now, for because sure. it can, I can't allow the, the work to harden out my heart. And so, you know, the only thing is that, you know, my love, you know, for Inglewood is still there. And it only, you know, it's just for everybody. It just, it's, it's always there and it always grows.
0: And I, I feel like that love will be evident when you open up uh, the dream hub.
1: I mean, but, but, you know, it's funny is, you know, uh, originally, I thought about, you know, that the crazy thing is, is not getting the location allowed us to start drink deliveries, okay. which is totally reshaping fighting food insecurity. You know what I mean? And so that was only a result of understanding that our impact as an org has to go beyond where I am physically. Yeah. And so because of that, now you have dream deliveries, which is, you know, delivering within a 60 mile radius to more than 113 homes and 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 we're we're feeding people from Evanston to Schiller Park to Merrill's park, because when a family enrolls in dream deliveries, they don't get off. We yeah. feed them of uh, eight to ten pound box of fresh fruits and vegetables every week. And so that's the beautiful thing. It's like, you know, not having, of course, the location will come. But who knows Mm. what it will look like when it comes? The big thing is understanding that the pandemic taught us to meet people where they are. And that's what Dream Deliveries did. It allowed us to get inside the home to show them that we love them and to not have to put all these predetermining factors around giving them what is rightfully theirs, which is a right to choose healthy foods and vegetables.
0: I kind of threw my notes away.
1: <laughs>
0: <'Cause you're, laughs> because you um in my mind you I have to give the contrast like you have to you see the bad and i want to highlight your good yeah. but from just talking to you why even why even turn that volume up on the bad
1: there you know what's funny is that if you just focus on people trying to survive you won't even classify it as bad yeah of course violence is unfortunate and of course we're fighting every day but man it's just it's just if i wake up tomorrow and you wake up tomorrow you sitting there thinking about your hand that you got dealt yesterday not realizing you got four spades, and i'm sitting there i got no spades in a jacket club but man go walk because i'm focused
0: you know what
1: my dad, I mean? right. yeah you know what I mean and so you yeah, know yeah, that's, yeah. that that's what it's about It's just yeah. you know I'm lucky enough to truly truly just be me like you said and mm. I don't have to I don't have to be nervous most of the time I'm by myself you know what I mean because I'm I'm in the community and I love my community but you know there is no bad you know what I mean
0: how has the reception been from then to now
1: it's been amazing because we're focused on the people, we out there every day. You yeah. know what I mean. That's the thing we we decided to change the tempo.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Philanthropy should not be uh, a lifetime achievement award. Okay. Philanthropy should be should be like sales. It should be about what have you done for me lately? And mm. it keeps that hunger alive. I don't care if you've been been fighting food insecurity for forty years. You ain't learned nothing. You ain't learned that in forty years that if you don't own anything in your supply chain that you don't matter because if you're waiting on donated food, then the supplier of said donated food controls you. Yeah. If you're focused on volunteerism, your your entire logistical approach hinges on volunteer activity. You Mm -hmm. can't scale that, especially in a capitalist society. So how can you better the lives of your people if you're hoping that they volunteer? No, we got to go out there. We got to get it. We got to pay our peoples so it so that they can see that it 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 pays to help their community. But we got to go buy that produce because I'll, because, you know, imperfect food should not be synonymous with black and brown communities,
0: yep. And you mentioned that you said, why would I have to go to these bakeries and these grocery stores to get the almost expired produce? Yeah, why can't we why can't these neighborhoods get? the first why can't they get the best
1: exactly yeah so the the beautiful thing about not just dream fridge but dream deliveries is it goes from farmer to wholesale grocer directly to their home and so that's actually taken out a step because normally it goes from wholesale grocer to grocery store yeah and so that's the thing it's like no like we're we we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna allow them to believe that they deserve it they shouldn't be, they shouldn't look at the freshness and be surprised. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is, you know, that, like, we have to make sure that we, we understand the intended and unintended consequences of our actions. And for me, I just refuse to, to look at somebody as less than because they need to be a patron of the fridge or they, they want dream deliveries. It's not a less than or greater than
0: thing. Correct. Correct. Man, brother, you're <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 poking at my heart, and I, I um I appreciate the challenge, and I appreciate just you that energy. Even though we've never met in person, I feel a, a deep, strong connection because you're a benevolent person.
1: I mean, and that's, how, that's how it should be. Correct. I, I think I think our, our leaders. We've allowed them to be bad people, you know. Yeah, and, and 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 you know we can have difference of opinion, but if I know you're a good person at your heart, then that disagreement won't ever go beyond what we're talking about. Correct. So for me, it's just you know I feel that that the the undertaking that that I I've, I've taken on, you know I've, I've learned a lot even in a year of our organization. And so it's important that I set myself apart, not by actions, yeah, but by the small things that 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 end up growing into how we view, you know, community relations or we we view government. You know what I mean? If I sat here, you know, and said to hell with the police, what the what the hell does that have to do with yeah. food insecurity? Absolutely. I can't. We have to be careful about showing. Divisive seeds. I'm not saying that I agree with anything, any side. But what I'm saying is, my focus is on feeding people and everybody. And that's what it's about. It's about understanding that you know, food insecurity, you know, is what my focus is, and I want to be that master, that subject matter expert of fight, of fighting, of owning, of innovating, of bringing, you know, the 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 real energy back to 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 what we need, so that hopefully. I can, I can, you know, dream of the days that dream deliveries will be viewed like the 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 free breakfast pro- program from the Black Panthers. There you go. Something that is devoid of, you know, political spectrum. It was about about something that was loving in in its creation and that stood the test of time. And that's what it's about for me. is understanding that, you know, if if it's if it's truly love, then it will always be viewed as such.
0: Absolutely. You also are in a uh, fellowship, like yes. the last four to five months. Yes, can you go into that whole process of you being selected and how you've seen the growth?
1: Definitely, that you are experiencing. Um, my my engine uh, fellowship, especially our, our, our cohort, our group is outstanding. Man, mm. like it's from from all over the 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 United States, but like. They're just so I'm um, um, I I don't feel like I I deserve it. You know what I mean? And and I'm not saying like I truly and I've expressed it to them like they're so damn amazing and smart and insightful and and, and cr- crazy leaders and and innovators and and I respect all of them so much. And so, you know, I've just, I, I I take little tidbits of our, of our, you know, dialogue of our, of our sessions. And I just try to apply, you know what I mean? And and learn, you know what I mean? And and so, you know, uh, a lot of the, the fellowships and cohorts, they're, they're, they're highly politicized, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I am a humble guy, but if you learn about what we've done, you know what I mean? As a first year nonprofit, I don't need to be, you know, doing a nonprofit for five years to learn and get my lumps. Like we're cash positive now; we don't have any debt. You know what I mean? We've we've distributed forty thousand pounds of brand new produce that we purchased. The impact is there. The community relationships there. So when it comes to to what we're doing and what we're building, a lot of you know uh, cohorts and groups that I apply for, I got I, I didn't get a chance to interview. But if I interview, then, you know, I, I, I know that, you know, not only will the work speak for itself, but my spirit and my soul will, will be front and center. But, you know, if I don't get that chance, then I just want it. So for me, um, I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of a fellowship and, and a cohort that, that I truly believe I was meant to be a part of. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I just, you know, I'm, I'm totally in awe of of being a part of it, but you know, the 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 way that I can repay you know my my cohort is by making sure that I be the best version of myself I can be. And okay. I feel like that's what I've done.
0: For sure, you it it's it's truly inspiring. Listen, listening to you, like it really, really is. Uh, and I I know I didn't get your answer for this, um, but I do want you to explain what the sand, sandcastle means.
1: Oh, definitely. So, you know, I said when it comes to to the dream team, you know, when you're at the beach, you have a lot of different groups. You have the surfers, you have the suntanners, you have the people playing ultimate frisbee, you got people playing catch with the football, you got, uh, you know, people who run in the water that run back when the tide comes in. Mm. And what the dream team, what this movement is, is, we're all way at the end of the beach and we're just building a sandcastle and we're building it for everybody else it's not for us you okay. know when you build a sandcastle you don't build it to 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 say hey i built this you 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 build it to show people what 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 beauty can come from you know what everybody else has a- access to yeah and and you know for me it's not always about money you know what I mean? It's not always about, you know, relationships. It's just about effort. It's about believing. And while we're building this castle, we believe that we're the, the, the baddest castle making clan out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when we're done, we're going to present this beauty to everybody else and, and, and they'll see this labor of love and just appreciate that we gave it our all. That's all. That's, that's, that's what philanthropy should be about.
0: Does it, does it ever yeah. end? Nah. Like when the sandcastle is finally built and people recognize it, even though it's not there for that,
1: you don't win it. It never, when it ends, never it, ends because you showed them what was possible. Okay. Philanthropy at its core is, just, is 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 instilling hope. You know what I mean? That's what our our mantra is. You know, feeding families, creating community, fueling hope, and hope is a very very important ingredient to this gumbo you know what i mean and so you know if if you don't have hope then you don't have anything because you have to believe that tomorrow can be better if not then you know you'll feel as though you're living a listless life you you'll feel as though tomorrow doesn't matter and that's a scary feeling and so you know we we do it to show people that this beauty can exist mm. so that maybe a little girl or a little boy or even an older, you know, woman or older male, you know, can look at that, but like, man, I think I'm gonna get out a try tomorrow.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna end it at that. <laughs> I'm gonna end it at that. Um Dion, thank you for the example. Thank you for letting your light shine. Um and I hope that it continues to shine brightly on Inglewood, on everything that you touch i know that it's going to turn up and be something greater than you expected. I appreciate that. Man. Uh, thank you. Thank you for all that you do. That's another episode of Home Grown the series. I'm your host Emmanuel Davis. Peace. Definitely.